Hey, it's me. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Um, towards the end of the pod, my audio cut out. And it's kind of Zoom kicked me out and it was a whole thing. So um, we were basically done with our discussion anyway. So I'll come back on later and tell you what happened. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. I'm Spartan Dog 97. And I'm joined by the boys, Lucas and Brett and Mitch. And, you know, we're here to talk about episode three mostly. But before that, we just kind of wanted to build upon the PSA I put in. We're recording this on Tuesday. So today's episode on Tuesday's episode. And Lucas, and Lucas, I know you have some thoughts. You, you guys can chime in, you know, whenever whenever, however you feel right. But, you know, Lucas, I kind of wanted to give you kind of clear the lane for you to say what you wanted to say. Well, I won't, I won't be long, but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, sometimes I feel like I, I don't want to say something, but not that that's not that I don't want to, but I just don't feel like it's my place, but I feel like, you know, we have this platform, no matter how big or small it may be, to people listening that, you know, I kind of feel compelled to say something and I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Like, I'm just, I'm sad. This is sad. Like I thought we were in a little bit of, in a little bit of discourse four years ago when Trump got elected, but I'm just blown away at everything that's happening. Like, you know, breaking up peaceful protests with tear gas and rubber bullets and people getting killed with that stuff. And just, you know, with these groups going to random cities and, and inciting riots, I, I'm just sad. I, I support the right to protest and, and rioting is, I forget what you said, Spartan Dog, but it was a great quote. Rioting is the language of the unheard. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, that's, that's, I, I mean, Martin Luther King said it. I just, Martin, I just yeah. quoted him. Right. Martin Luther King said it, but I just wanted to reiterate that. And I, I just hope that soon this all settles down and we have peace. And I mean, do I think it's going to happen with who's currently in our white house? No. And if you disagree with that, like Spartanug said in his PSA, go ahead and unfollow me and unsubscribe. That's, that's the basic, basic summary of how I feel. If you like, I've lost a couple followers because I've said shit last couple of days because like like Spartanog said I'm just upset we're we're bothered by this and if you don't feel bothered by seeing not just a man but uh, but an African-American being killed in the street with a cop putting his knee on his neck for what almost 10 minutes if that doesn't bother you it, it doesn't matter what what skin color he might be if that doesn't bother you to your core just as a human being then you have some fucking problems that's that's all I'm gonna say on that part. I'm not gonna glorify the the cop's name, but you know George Floyd tragically passing is is hope I hopefully it causes some change. Not because I know I'm not I'm not trying to say that you know it's good that he passed away. I'm not trying to spin it like that. So I'm that's what made me nervous about saying stuff. But if this causes change in our police system, you know whether it's demilitarization or just 
kind of starting at the bottom and, and, and reconfiguring it or giving sensitivity training. I don't know what the, the answer is. We, we, I don't think any of us really know what the answer is. We know what we want, but I just had to say that I'm, I'm sad and I believe that we will overcome this as Americans and hopefully we can unite. And the one way to unite is on November 3rd or whenever election day is. That's the one way to unite and cause some change. No matter your opinion on Biden or Trump, if you want it changed then you have to definitely make an impact in a couple months because that's where, you, that's where the voices will definitely be heard. And, that, and I'm done. Yeah, Lucas, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, I wrote in my Medium post, you know, that we should just listen to the people who this affects the most and what right. they think the way forward is and help them follow their lead. You know, I like, think that's being a good ally is like listening to, to the better. needs. They're just trying to be equal. Right. That, and we're fighting this. Being equal. They should be equal. That pisses me off so much. They should be equal. We're all human beings. We should be equal. There's this fight has been going on since before the country has even been established. And I think (sighs) that the more people understand that this isn't just a few bad apples, this is a systemic problem that needs to be addressed on a national, a state, a local level before we can be able to move forward. I think is a good start you know i don't know what the way forward is but i know that it's not continuing to just letting the protest die down and then having no meaningful change come from this you know just like i said we we've been doing this every six months every year where Mm -hmm. it's just where a black man is murdered and there are days of protest some of them turn violent at the instigation of the police department. Some of them turn violent from opportunists who think that it's a vet who think it's, you know, and then it just, it goes away and everyone turns their attention to, to the riots and they don't, they stop focusing on what the, what the people are protesting for. And, you know, I just, I think it's time for us, you know, as white, as white men to listen to what the black community needs and use our privilege to help them get it done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're not going to face, we don't face voter suppression. We don't face, we don't face the kinds of things that they face. So we can use that to, we can use that to our advantage to help them. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm very critical of Biden. I don't think Biden's going to be a good president, but God damn it. He's going to be a lot better than who we have now. He's going to listen. He's. And, you know, you know, the shooting people in the lake comment fucking ridiculous, but it's, it's either that or it's either (laughs) that or fascism. That's what it's come down to. And I hate to be that this fucking pod save America, bro, hyperbolist, but you know, when, when the when the president of the United States of America says, "I am going to I am going to sick the army on states who are not dominating protesters," I don't know what else to call it. My heart sank when I saw that tweet. Like, 
Fuck. Right. And, and if you noticed, he didn't only mention the army. He he mentioned civilians as well. Right. So, you know, the, calling, anyone, call, calling to arms. Yeah, calling to arms those white nationalist groups that he caters to. And it's already happening, too. You can, you, there's, I'm sure you've seen some, I just saw a video when I got home, too. Some good old boys with their AK-47s out on the streets. Yeah, I saw a video in Chicago, which isn't even an open carry state, of a guy walk right through that. police officers with a semi-automatic rifle and point it in a protester's face. Oh, my God. That's, one, that's a violation of Illinois' no open carry law. Two, that's brandishing a firearm with intent to kill. Felony. Those are felonies. And he just walked away. Mm-hmm. and that's that's unacceptable and that shows that there are more than just a few bad apples it is a systemic okay. issue this did whole you see the sorry did you see the the video from seattle yeah i mean that's the thing right it's it's a systemic issue and if we give if we give these people the power that they have they're gonna fucking use it that's human nature whatever power you give to people, they're going to use it. So if we give the police less power, then that can only be good. And I think too, I think what people are starting to suggest is any settlements that come out of abuse of power lawsuits come from the pension fund. And I think that's a great idea. Oh boy. Because people only give a shit when it affects their wallets. If those other three officers saw their pension money drain, when that knee was on George Floyd's neck, they would have pushed him off. Yeah, yep. that, that will make change happen very fucking fast. And that's yeah. the and those other three officers need to be arrested. It's crazy how these, you know, I talked about it in my PSA. Mitch, you're a teacher, I'm a teacher. Right? What do we talk about when we talk about bullying? We talk about bystanders. Those, those three officers watched as a man was murdered and did nothing. They didn't do a goddamn thing. They are just as complicit. If four black men had, if one black guy had killed a police officer and three other black men were sitting there watching, all four of them would have been arrested and they all would have been charged with murder one. And only one of them is charged with murder three. And the state autopsy probably reveals he's probably going to get off. He, he, you know what's going to happen. You know it. Uh, the independent – so uh, George Floyd's family had an independent uh, medical examiner do it. And, and the independent one, who's like a world-renowned medical examiner. Like he's got a TV show on HBO. Like he gets called in on big pro, high-profile cases all the time. So it's not like some biased guy that they, you know, they just grabbed off the street kind of thing, um, did find evidence of asphyxiation and said that George Floyd was in good health and didn't have underlying medical conditions that would have caused that to happen for anything other than traumatic asphyxiation. Right. So, but it only takes one jackass to hang a jury, so. Yep. That's, you know, that's kind of where all of us are at right now. So it's just, it's just frustrating. Brad, I'm sorry if, you know, if you want to say something, the floor is yours. No, like it was, I mean, I always enjoyed listening to other people. And I mean, in this scenario, like there's nothing to disagree with. I think, 
you're echoing what everybody should feel and what they do feel for the most part. Um, one thing I'll just add is I was watching the news today and uh, Chief Craig, the Detroit police chief, he was on giving an interview and he was asked about the three other officers and kind of how they should handle that, whether they should be charged or not. And he said he never really speaks to these type of situations, but he said without hesitation, yes, they should be charged and they should be charged to the highest extent to which they can be just because he said if it was their officers, I mean, he said the one step that they took that was positive was firing them, which, I mean, that's, that's just no brainer. But the fact that these three people, I mean, how long does it take to do an investigation into this? Like it's on video. There's like, I mean, there's at least 10 minutes of video that we've seen. I don't know if they had body cameras. I don't, I don't know any of that. Um, But the fact of the matter is like this guy only got charged with third degree when the independent autopsy showed that murder two would have been appropriate. I think they went with murder three because it's a slam dunk. Um, But at the same time, like you have three other officers are just as guilty as the one. And even after all this, nothing's happened. So. (laughs) If he gets off, uh, Oh, I, I really don't I, like. Honestly, I don't. I don't, don't want to. I'm. I'm I don't want to. I'm, I'm bored. I don't want to pit. I don't want to picture it. I don't want to think about it. No, it's, it's what, like I couldn't. Like, like I knew the end. I didn't watch the video uh, because I mm-hmm. I knew the end result. I watched about the first thirty seconds and knew yeah. how this was ending, and I just I couldn't. I I was physically ill, and yeah, um, they think. They they think like any kind of burning and looting and anything like that is bad right now. If if they let this man off, oh, he's he's going to get dragged into the streets and you know I'm not gonna we're gonna fill in the blanks, but that's what it's it's not gonna end well for him if he gets yeah. off. He he would be better off rotting in a prison cell and. You just you know it's not going to happen, but I, I don't want to think about it anymore. Even though I brought it up, <laughs> well, you can't you can't ignore it. No, like, it's this there. Is, it's this a very is... distinct possibility. Yeah, I mean we all. I mean I believe Spartan Dog. You teach history. Yeah. So you have a pretty clear idea of what's happened in the past. So I think history repeats itself, but hopefully in this scenario that. There's, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how to put a positive spin on it. Yeah, I mean, I had this discussion with a friend last night, you know. Everyone is quoting Martin Luther King and saying King wouldn't have wanted this and people listen to King because he was peaceful. And that's just bullshit. It just is. People only listen to Martin Luther King because the alternative was Malcolm X and the Black Panthers. That's the only reason King got a seat at the table. Because he was palatable to white people. And the second he started taking, the second he started asking for more than what white people thought was acceptable, he was, he was assassinated. Mm-hmm. So save me that this isn't how Martin Luther King would, wanna, would want this to go. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like and on top, go on, inception into him. On, on top of that, after he was done peacefully protesting, uh, like for that nice photo right at the beginning before they actually did anything, he got beat. They all got beat. The cops came in with their clubs. The KKK came in. 
and they beat them. Every time. So, it's a little shit. And, you know, like, it's so funny that people are mad about rioting now. Like, you know, Boston Tea Party is what started the American Revolution. So, rioting brought, like, um, everything. Any, the eight day, the eight hour work day. Like, I know it's very uh, small scale, but like, writing weekend has... yeah weekends five-day work week uh, mm-hmm. medical benefits unions yeah. gay uh, some gay rights um the first pride parade was a riot i mean yeah. it's at yeah. stonewall inn i took a whole class on that in in college about uh lgbt relations and and stuff so we don't yeah. know what the solution is but what Just we do know. Stay safe. That listens to this, and yeah, if you're like I said, if you're planning on protesting, stay safe. Wear nondescript clothing. Cover your face. And Don't we're still in the your... middle of a pandemic, so wear a mask. Too. Yeah, wear a mask. And... Don't bring your phone with you. Bring only cash. Yeah. And bring water and whatever you need. Don't wear your contacts. Just be safe and do what you think is right. And you know. If you're someone who believes that rioting has gone too far, then you should also believe that it should never get to the point where people feel like they have to riot. And if you don't want people rioting, you should support common sense police reform to make sure that riots don't happen again if you truly hate rioting that much. Right. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I mean – Look at, uh, you know, Flint, Michigan is consistently ranked in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the country. Not even just, not even just the state, in the entire country. And, uh, you know, they had no rioting, no looting because their police officers were per- doing what they were supposed to do, protecting and serving. Like, they were protesting with their citizens. They were walking with their citizens. They were listening to their citizens. Like Speaking of Flint, I remember, you know, that, that video reminded me of um, the fact the ne- that it's been six years six over six years and they still don't have clean water that 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 primarily <laughs> but also there was a netflix docuseries called flint town it came out two years ago and i clearly remember i forget i forget the name but one of the officers um was dating another another officer a male officer was dating a female officer and the female officer was expressing how she felt burnt out on the job. And he said something, and one of the, off, one of the other officers said, well, how soon in did you, did you kill your first guy? Six months? And one of the officers they were following had killed three people on the job. And that's unacceptable. Yeah. That yeah. that man is still I employed. Mean- I mean, I don't know if he's still employed by the Flint Police Department or not, but he shouldn't be. Yeah, no, it's yeah. I just wow. Like what? Uh, speaking of Flint, I was listening to Captain the Rube, and I agreed with with Graham a hundred percent on this. Uh, like he said, Flint not having clean water still should be a daily story, and yeah. it's just. Sorry, there's there's so many people. My bad. Sorry, there there's so many people in the state, like like kids, not not even like 
super young kids. Like, um, I was subbing in, in Mason uh, before this all started, and we were watching a documentary that day about like different places with unclean, unsafe water um, and how they're like little rural towns and stuff like that. And I asked the kids, I was like, like if they had ever, like if they knew about Flint, if they knew about the Flint water crisis, I'm like, these kids are, they're in, I think they're in sixth and seventh grade. So they were, what is that? 11, 12, 13, that, that area. And most of them had no clue. They had never even heard of any like water problems in Flint. So like, you know, we gotta educate. We gotta we gotta educate more. There's so many kids, people in the state that have no clue. Yeah, I mean I think it's just, you know, all these problems are so interconnected. The web is so tight that, you know, we just need to start pulling at strands. Like it's just it's too there's too many systems, too many things in place that we can't even see because we were privileged not to be able to see them. And, you know, it's up to us to help people who can see the strings to pull them, to pull them away. I mean, that's just, that's gotta be our role going forward is just, is just listening to, listening to people of color in our communities, listen to what they need us to do and then just doing them without hesitation. And if you're listening, that's what that's what an ally does. And if you're listening to this, uh, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but I'm sure you agree. And if you're doing it, if you're fighting for what you believe in, I support you 100. percent I yeah 100. percent And I I don't love you like that, but I love you like you know platonically, (laughs) like Wayne's World platonic love. Like I'm just I I care about I care about everyone who you know who does. You know, that's, that's part of the problem is that there's no. <laughs> just, it's just fucking sad. It is. It's, it's a sad situation and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, you know, we're not going to go back. There's going to be no more normal after this and after, and after coronavirus. We're not, it's not going to be the way it was. And that's a good thing. 2020 feels like it's been a decade already. Yeah, and no the, because the way it was was unacceptable. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're going to be able to get something hopefully. forward out of all this suffering. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Um, <sighs> all right, this is going to be another weird transition, but here we go. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Um. Before we were on the air, Lucas and I were talking and I said, this movie is the best of the prequel trilogy. And I think that's common. I think that's, you know, I think that's a common stance. But that's also like saying it's the turd that smells the least. You know, like, oh, like this diarrhea is the most solid of any of the diarrheas I've had before. So therefore it's the best diarrhea. The the term I always use is the tallest midget at the carnival. (laughs) You win, but at what cost? Like, so what? Brad, did you get the three up? I did. Let's go. All right. Go full. We can go full blast on this one. 
perfect. I got a ton of notes, so I'll let you guys go. Like, why don't you read off your notes and then we can bounce off of you? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I <laughs> they're a little one thing right off the bat. Now the, the the crawl is iconic, but what bugged me is the whole war. I don't know why. That that kind of when I saw that again, and you know, when this came out, I was seventeen. I'm thirty two now, and I saw it I'm like. Huh, I was waiting for it to say, what is it good for? But it's an old reference. Anyway, and I thought Obi-Wan hated flying. And then he's flying, and he's actually doing a pretty good job in that battle when they're trying to get to Count Dooku, when they're trying to rescue the Chancellor at the time. It could and, be, it, uh, like, it could be, like, he doesn't like Anakin flying. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's kind of yeah. you know like a, well like when a parent's driving with their kid in the car, like the parent does all this crazy shit when they're driving, and the kid does the exact same thing, and like, right. like reaching for the handles, or like grabbing the dashboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what my mom did to me. I think, I, I, uh, like, I love the obvious foreshadowing at the beginning, where it's like, "Easy, Anakin, you're gonna get us both killed." <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's a overall observation is the dialogue is so cringy I'll, I'll get to it i've got a couple of ones that stick out but one thing i observed is like anakin has r2d2 and obi-wan has r4 doo or whatever the fuck his name is and like r2d2 is sitting there killing those little buzz droids and kicking ass saving anakin but like r4 just sits there and shits his pants and gets destroyed by those buzz droids that that just kind of threw me off but i mean R2 kicks ass overall. But for some reason, I'm like, they couldn't give Obi-Wan a somewhat competent droid. They had to hammer home, like, hey, this guy's still the chosen one, so he has a kick-ass droid, but Obi-Wan sucks. And uh, right away, Spartanog, I was like, is there even a single real set for this movie, too? Just like episode two? I don't think there was. No, I don't think there there was either. Like, I was kind of sitting there watching it, like, okay, uh, is this real? No. Does this look real? This looks real, but it's not real. Um, that's kind of the crazy thing is like, it's the the original trilogy looks so good because there's actually like set construction, and like everything here just like it's aged like shit because it's all it's all green screen. You know what right. I mean? It's like watching a PS2 game. Yeah, yeah. It kind of takes you out of it. It, it, I mean, if it were real sets, it would have given me. I would have given a couple more points, to be honest. And the line that I just cringe at every time I hear, "My powers have doubled since we last met." Count. (laughs) Like double. Like, did you get double XP? Like, just say, (laughs) just say, I become more powerful since we last. Yeah. How do you quantify? How do you quantify that power? I'm squatting twice as much as I was when we first battled. Like, I don't understand. Like, I've never <laughs> seen Anakin up in the cool. gym. I don't understand <laughs> what he reads. And the deck falling on Obi-Wan when Dooku, you know, force guides it to, to hurt him. It should have chopped him in half. That would have, yeah, it would sever his bottom half. I mean, I know it's Star Wars rules to turn our fucking brain off, but I'm like, really? I mean, lightsabers chop guys' arms off like butter, but... Obi-Wan can survive a fucking steel deck falling on literally his waistline. Um, it's amazing how, how gullible or 
I wouldn't say soft, but how, yeah, gullible Anakin is because, you know, he has, he, he, he does disarm Dooku in a pretty cool way. Like that's pretty badass. Has the swords across his neck. And then <laughs> all the chancellor does is kill him right then and there. You should have figured out this guy's bad, not good, but he can't figure that out till later. And he kills him, and then he goes, oh, shit. What'd I do, man? I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I killed an unarmed prisoner. And, 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 and my next line, or my next, how the fuck does he not know he's the emperor? It, it boggles my mind. How the whole Jedi Council. It, like, he wanted to leave Obi-Wan for dead. Yeah, and it's like from that moment on, you're like, oh, this guy's got some... Uh... <laughs> This guy's got some screws loose. Yeah. You have a handsless Count Dooku. <laughs> He's not going to do anything. You can arrest him and, and take him for a prisoner and probably get a lot of shit out of him or just kill him, you know, execute him or something. Yeah, I don't understand why Anakin was so torn up by that. He slaughtered children, like literal yeah. children. Oh, we'll get into that later. Not even, no, I'm talking about the sand people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the genocide he committed. Yeah, a light um, genocide. Uh, <laughs> light genocide. I may, Padme, I may have committed a light genocide. And uh, then when he gets back, you know, when, when him and Obi-Wan are kind of chit-chatting, and then he walks away from the council and he sees, his, he sees Padme, she goes, I'm pregnant. And he kind of looks at her like, sounds good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like fuck like damn it i wish there would have been like an r-rated cut where he's like but i wore a condom yeah and then and then like uh obi-wan surprised at the end yeah there is i had no idea <laughs> and uh while we're in the middle of it john williams score is the goat no matter what I just had to throw that observation and I get that his visions of Padme dying absolutely terrify him. You know, if that happened to Cassie, that would terrify me, but he has to realize he can't control everything. And that's part of, that's part of life, you know? And I think if, if this point, if he went to Obi-Wan and came clean said, here's what's happening. I know we're not supposed to marry someone. I married Padme. I know I'm not supposed to have sex with anybody. I did sex and she's pregnant. I did, <laughs> I, did I did a sex. I did, I did a, uh, I did I a did. sex, Obi-Wan, and now she's I may have I may have committed some light sex. <laughs> I may have just done a little bit of mish, but um I I think he I don't know. I mean I said I think he's saved, but I think he could have it really would have, I think it would have steered him in the right ship because the Jedi would have been pissed at him, but they would have been like, well, you're the chosen one. So whatever. Here's the problem with prequels, right? Is that his, they have to need, get to the end point. Yeah. You have to get to a yeah. place where you can, where people will go, okay, now I see how we got to yeah. episode. It, like, yeah, you yeah, know it, what like, happens, but you don't know. Like, so, yeah. Like it just, uh, and I know we had to get to the part where he kills Mace or helps kill Mace Windu because, you know, he had to become Darth Vader and blah, blah, blah. But just like, 
dude, if you just listen to Mace Windu, like, no, like, you, you get to grow old with Padme and your kids, mm-hmm. and, like, everyone, like, the galaxy is saved, and everything the chosen good. one. Like, <laughs> and here's another thing I don't understand. Like, there are trillions of, there are trillions of beings in the galaxy, right? Like, trillions. And there's, like, what, 200 Jedi? Yeah, if that and so the odds of people just producing someone who's force sensitive enough to learn the ways of the force are like hundreds of millions of percent like like small like it's basically an anomaly Mm -hmm. and anakin was two for two on producing force sensitive children so like why don't the jedi fuck i know (laughs) you should have some like secret agreement They should have looked at him and like, eugenics, bitch. Throwing a kegger. Yeah, like, do some, like, sperm bank or something for Jedi. <laughs> do some or like, the uh, temple, they build a sperm bank. Yeah, or do something where they did in like Lord of the Rings where you got like the orc factory. Just like spit out Jedi somehow. Have Yoda in there whipping them up. Thanks to you, Anakin. We are building a spank bank. And that's the. <laughs> for the Jedi. And that's the problem, right? When you when you take the religion out of the force and you make it a science and you make it a science thing, mm-hmm. then things like that don't make sense. But if it's a relig- but if it's a religion, then you can understand, right? Like, oh, only these people who are super dedicated to to this religious dogma are able to use the force that that explains why people can't use the force but when you have a when you have a way to means test who is force sensitive and who isn't then it doesn't make sense to place jedi on a celibacy pledge because are you a religious order or are you uh you know a scientific order you know i just don't Uh, and who who ends up even being like is Ray, does Ray end up being the chosen one? I think that... Luke Luke is the chosen one, I believe. It's Luke. It's always been You think it's Luke? Like, but he doesn't he doesn't bring balance. I mean, I guess unless you count him teaching Ray and then her killing Palpley, you know, like I don't know. Well, like, they never get... really they never really do a good job of answering the, pretty much the central question of Star Wars. That's the problem is that like the original trilogy was all written together, right? It was written all at once and Mm -hmm. Lucas broke it off into three scripts and then he had people like Lawrence Kasdan and Irvin Kirshner kind of help him beef up the parts that needed to be beefed up. Yeah, like sharp it, sharpen the knife, fine tune. Right, and with the prequel trilogy... He wrote them all by himself. He got no input, which is what he wanted. Like, I'm never going to be mad that a creator got to make his vision his way, right? I'm not mad that the Snyder Cut is coming out. I think it's still going to be pretty bad because Zack Snyder movies on the whole are pretty bad. I can't wait because it's been teens for years. DC movies are trash. Horrible. the thing is, is Lucas was never great at dialogue. Like this has been a, a running theme and he's never been great 
at characterization. His whole his whole thing is effects. Mm-hmm. And I, the movies are the prequels become a little more tolerable when you look at it through that lens. But the original trilogy are is so good at building these stories and building these characters and how they evolve and how two words can tell you everything you need to know about a character. When a character says, I know that's everything you need to know about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the Disney trilogy is just. It, <laughs> that's going to be fun when we get to episode seven and on, that's going to be really fun. It's lesser than the sum of its parts. Right. You know, I, there were some, you know, I, Character I love development in those were terrible. Episode eight, episode eight was awesome. Episode seven was the only way they could have made that movie and pleased people. Yeah. You know, Rogue One was good. Rogue One like, was really good. Solo was, Solo was fine. I don't think it was worse than episode one or two. You know, yeah. I think it was a mess. Solo but... got, yeah, Solo got way, way too much unnecessary hate. Like, it wasn't the it greatest was, movie, but. It was the victim of unfortunate timing because, like, the Miller, uh, Lord Miller got fired and Ron Howard came on and was basically like, you have to make this a movie in nine months. Mm. Like that, that I'll, I'll give him that. I need to rewatch solo, but okay. Am I the only one who thought that Obi-Wan totally knew Palpatine was just a fucking asshole, like a shit, like a really shitty bat, a shit bag. I think the whole yeah. council knew it, especially him and Mace. That's why they didn't really trust. Right. Palpatine, right. but and they, then, yeah. they can't do anything because they're they're like wizard monks, and he's a <laughs> and he's you know a democratically elected official. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the council, where did Yaddle go? That's what I want to know. Maybe he was on the run with Yoda's illegitimate child, and he's into the Mandalorian. <laughs> so maybe we find out in season two that she's. Maybe there's a flashback where she's running away with her with her child. I just had to throw that in since we talked about Yaddle. Yaddle. Just, yeah. Oh god. Just, just Yaddle. please, Yaddle please was, give me some more Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, Yaddle was waiting for uh, Yaddle was waiting for Yoda to bring her a towel, and he just never oh. came back. <laughs> so here's a yeah. here's a question I have. When they did the original Star Wars trilogy, was it always intended to be a trilogy? Yes. Okay. Because I mean, the thing I mean, I kind of like since Star Wars is like the last of these like uh, super uh, series of movies I ever watched. Um, I kind of think back to like I, like I always related to like Game of Thrones, where it seems like they had such a great thing going, but then they boxed themselves into this okay, we need to finish this off in one season, two seasons. So they try to rush a bunch of things. And that's kind of the vibe I got from <clears throat> the prequels, like mm-hmm. one, two, and three. I kind of felt like they tried to com- put so much into these movies, but they didn't do a great job explaining exactly the end result, kind of like you guys said. Yeah, so it I seems think- like they almost confined themselves to like doing the three movies when you, you never know four or five, even though it's not the trilogy, but it might have just done a better job. I think you can tell this story in a trilogy because you've done it before. Yeah. Right? I think if you yeah. can tell the redemption of Anakin Skywalker in three movies, 
you mm-hmm. can tell the fall of Anakin Skywalker in three movies. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that it's so there's so there's a pacing problem, right? That was my whole point with episode one. Anakin is too young. Mm-hmm. He's too young. You, then, because yep. then you have to jump forward ten years when you can set up this kind of this kind of brewing civil unrest within the galaxy in episode one. You know, it's, and you can have this and you can kind of, kind of throw hints at the clone army in episode one. And you can have, you can show some of Anakin, you can show some of the traits that'll lead to Anakin's fall in episode one, instead of having them being this, this, you know, this child. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. That's the problem is that it's just so. It's like so, so badly paced. Right. Like episode. You fix episode one by making Anakin older. You throw in the civil unrest, right? The, the trade federation blockade of Naboo can be the first shot in the civil war. Right. Why do we need to wait 10 years? I don't know. Because you made Anakin nine years old and you ruined a fucking kid's life, George. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's like like we spoke to earlier, there's so much dialogue that you don't have to beat. I think an audience can be smart. I mean, I'm not, I know some audiences are dumb, but I think an audience could be smart enough to figure out that Anakin's going to turn bad at the end of the movie. Unless this is literally your first time ever hearing of Star Wars and watch them in order. But there is so much dialogue built around Anakin won't let me down or is he not the chosen one like there there's so much of it in the first hour before before the uh I don't know if I I forget the term but I wouldn't call it the climax of the movie but like the turning point of the of the film obviously you know we're not going to get into it because we all know what it fucking is and I another observation is (laughs) I just had this Palpatine is like um a recruiter for for Anakin like trying to offer him like he's offered him since he was in the sixth grade like some coaches offer a kid when they see them play football in like middle school they throw an offer there like Saban did that once I think Dabo did it I I just thought it was funny because you know Palpatine's like we'll be watching your career with um great interest and like now he's you know taking that space opera and he's like you know <laughs> I killed the guy who could create life? I took that power from him. Once you, uh, once you come on over to my side, be a be a Sith with us. Join us. And here's, so here's my thing. First with the dialogue, and second with the the Palpatine as a character. Um, first of all, with the dialogue, like you're right. Like they have a lot of like uh, foreshadowing dialogue in the first hour. For a twist we all know is coming and we all know what that twist is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all know Anakin's going to turn bad. You teased it six years earlier with your first movie poster for episode one. So, you know, it's not going to be a surprise when Anakin, when Palpatine christens Anakin as Darth Vader. We know what's coming. And I just think there's better ways to to go about that than like setting it up like a like some kind of Kaiser Soze twist. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And something hit me um, the other day when I was watching this. There was a scene where Obi-Wan is talking to Cody. And he's about to go down to the planet where Grievous is. And Cody says something, have we ever let you down before, sir? Or something like that. And, and Obi-Wan was like, ha, 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 you sure haven't. <laughs> and I was like, this reminds me of something. Like, it just, like, like I got, like, like something hit, like, my nerve. You know, how, you know how things hit, like, your nerve in the back of your brain, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, a lot of the dialogue feels like it was written by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it feels like, like, across all three movies. Like, it just... Like everything feels like it was like the movies, like the star, like the or, original trilogy or the prequel trilogy was written by Tommy Wiseau. Give him a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Just like this weird, jilted, kind of out of place dialogue. If you don't know who Tommy Wiseau is, either of you guys or anyone listening, watch the movie called The Room. Not Room, two very different movies. The Room. <laughs> from like 2003 i think it is the worst movie ever made but it is you you gotta watch it it's like you can't you can't st- you can't get over how bad it is so your dialogue is so shitty here comes trevor to leroy jenkins this whole thing Trevor up church what's going on hey fucking wiped out <laughs> what's up trevor so trevor um have you seen the movie the room this is what we're talking the room about right with, now. Oh, so? yeah yeah oh yeah doesn't it feel like the dialogue for the prequel trilogy is written by tommy wiseau <laughs> yeah pretty much especially in one <laughs> and two <laughs> it's just a- like, the disaster artist is on netflix amazing movie so we're like halfway through my observations trevor like we're kind of riff-raffing off of what i wrote um we're we're at the part where um plate uh sidious palpatine whatever the fuck you want to call him is trying to basically recruit anakin to that space opera if that makes sense oh that's the best scene in the whole prequels do you think so yeah I think it's the best written dialogue. I think it's the best um, story aspect of the entire prequel trilogy because it pushes the plot forward, pushes Anakin's descent into the dark side forward, and opens up Palpatine as this viable villain. Okay. Fucking great. I can see that. Great quotes. (laughs) Great quotes from Palpatine in that. Memes as well. You've ever heard of the tragedy, <laughs> you know? I I re I I went through and I rewrote that whole at that whole speech to like fit one of my friends, and he was so pissed at me he didn't talk to me for two weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> Can we hear it? Did you make it that much better or what? <laughs> Can we hear it? Well, yeah. Hold on, I gotta find it. Okay, I'll Let's I'll just go. kind of talk. Do you? Does anyone think? This is just an observation. What if his Plagueis story was kind of a half lie? Like he couldn't keep people alive, but he would kind of say whatever it took to make sure Anakin was was going to continue on the course that he 
envisioned for him when he created him to go to the dark side. I could buy that. That's what the Sith usually do. They're mostly half lies and half truth. Right. It's all about manipulation for them. Right. Like I could see it being true, but I would I could see him totally going, Oh shit, Obi Wan's pretty good or you know, Mace Windu's got a good grip. We need to we need to move this the other way. You know, I'll say though, and I feel bad about the movies because this Lucas just couldn't know, didn't know how to expand upon uh, the Jedi and their corruption and their downfall. But I know you're watching the Clone Wars right now. That show does such a good job of giving Anakin a sense of trust issues with the Jedi, which led to the downfall and why he could buy Palpatine when he's being, you know, on his Mace Windu's about to kill him. Like the Jedi are taking over. You know, like, yeah. you could buy that a lot more after you watch the Clone Wars. That's an I, excellent. I, that's an excellent Palpatine impression. I'm not yeah. <laughs> Do you do the rest of the the podcast like that in the Palpatine voice? Hey, Brad, you watched it yet? Yeah, this is my first time through all of them. Oh, dude, those were I loved episode three like a fuck ton when I was in seventh grade, but it's got like five or six on my list now. Star Wars movies. So, um, I mean, Anakin and Obi Wan kind of fought a lot, but I think they were like a a brother duo. Like, I think they really did care about each other as friends and, like, maybe a sort of father-son dynamic. But I think when Anakin got older, he was just completely blinded at the end to save Padme and just let everything fall apart and and then some. That was just one of the observations I had about the relationship between those two. So here's what I never understood, and Mitch and Trevor, maybe you guys can explain it to me better, right, is that he – there's this kind of there's there there are some seeds planted throughout the film that like Anakin might believe that Padme and Obi Wan are having an affair. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like I well, think in, they're in, at uh, in the Clone Wars Obi Wan knew. Yeah, and there's like some like they're at they're at Pad their apartment or whatever, and Anakin's like was Obi-Wan here? Like I could sense that he was here. And Obi, when she goes to Mustafar to try to talk to Anakin, who by the way, just committed another light genocide. Um, light genocide. Light genocide. I may have committed another light genocide, Padme. <laughs> like, yeah, you see- there was no redeeming after the youngling attack. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get there. Trust me. He saw Padme and was like, he saw Obi Wan come off the ship and he was like, "You traitor! You turned her against me!" And then like choked her out. Like I thought the whole point of this was to like keep her alive. Yeah. Now you're like actively killing her. Like I don't under. Yeah, that's Lucas for you. And didn't she? She snuck on right. Obi Wan didn't actually bring her. No, he brought her because he's like this. It was a hail mary. Yeah, Obi-Wan snuck in there. He, he snuck into the back of the ship and shit. It was just hit her and C-3PO, from what I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't okay. know Obi-Wan was there. Obi-Wan yeah, yeah, she, she turns back and forth. She's like, oh, no, wait. And then Anakin just draws the conclusions way too fast. He dealt with an absolute <laughs> fucking Sith. Okay, my favorite line is when Obi-Wan pops up with in front of Grievous and, hello there. <laughs> favorite line in the whole movie. And Palpatine, like, how did people not know he was the Emperor? Because he, like, I compare it to Michael Keaton's Batman. 
because Keaton barely kind of, he just kind of deepened his voice and talked like this a little bit. And that's literally what Palpatine did, like when he put the cloak throws up, throws up, yeah, throws up the hood. Go to Mustafa and deal with the, uh, I'm forgetting the name, I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> the, the Trade Federation. Trade, yeah. The trade Federation. He's like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Um, if, I think if Mace, like, let Anakin help him take down Palpatine, then it's probably all safe. Like, you know, that's just one of my observations I had, because Mace is just like, nah, you're not coming. Sounds good. You know, he just sounds good in him, and I told him to fuck off. <laughs> I uh, definitely didn't trust the Jedi. Yeah. Like I said, if they would have just, if if he would have, all he had to do is listen to Mace Windu, and yeah. none of the bad shit happens. Yeah. And or again, they, I guess they had to get to the end point. They had to get to the descent. They had to yeah. get to, you know. And those three Jedi that Mace brought with him fucking sucked. Sucked. <laughs> suck. <laughs> this old ass dude just do that. Uh, and he's literally like, like the longest jab I've ever seen, and this this light this Jedi just sitting like, oh, oh what's he gonna do? And oh, oh. like, you know what pissed me off the most about that is that that, <laughs> that octopus looking dude. He had a it prominent role. Yeah, he had a prominent yeah. role in the in the cartoon, and he was a badass. He was voiced by uh, Phil Lamar, Samurai Jack, and shit. He had a role, and it's like, okay, he was three seconds. They cut. Really, stab was so slow, and according to the Star Wars fanboys, because remember when he did the little spin, he's like, ah! yeah, you know, the band that, was, that was like a force stun or something. Right. <laughs> that was like a, some force stun. And he I, just, I, I, just takes the longest backup with his lightsaber and stabs that octopus dude, and the guy's just sitting there. He could have had 10 seconds and probably gone for a swing at his legs or something. <laughs> so bad. It was like a force move or some shit. <laughs> That's how they explain it. So um, fucking dumb. And the Emperor, when he turned into the Emperor we all are familiar with, he looked like your fingers and hands when you're in the pool for too long. That's kind of what I compared him to when you could see his skin sort of... Yeah, it's pruny. Yeah, he's sack. like... Nutsack. Yeah, <laughs> like a pruny nutsack. <laughs> but I do... Well, you ever notice Trump is starting to look like that too? <laughs> Through his <laughs> ears? I have to give him credit though, like I'm sure I'm going to know more about it when I get to that part in Clone Wars, but Order 66, really well thought out. Yeah. Like, he fucking had that shit locked down. Yeah. The minute he has control steps, of everything. Everything goes according his way. He's oh, just he sitting, in his, sitting in his his More and just more arcs. Explain it. Wherever you are in your apartment, you're cutting out it really bad. Oops. I guess Samir's on the internet right now. <laughs> Better. I don't want to know what he's doing on that. I don't want. I don't want to know. What yeah, he's, yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. he's probably terrorizing people's timelines. Yeah. Man. So when Anakin killed the the kids, I forgot they showed them dead on the floor. Like, whoa! I know Anakin's bad, but I I was just a little thrown off by that. Like, we know he killed the kids, but like. They showed it again. And like there's like 10, 20 seconds. We're staring at these dead bodies. Like, gosh darn it, who could have done this? <laughs> and Yoda's like, I fucking know. Like, n- no, I fucking do. And and then they go back and show it again. Yeah. And 
you know, Anna, you know, Padme's worried out of her fucking mind because she sees all the explosions going on. It's like, Anakin, couldn't you, like, send a message to your wife telling her you're going to be late getting home? Mm. Like, you know, I know we have location sharing stuff on our phones, but, like, couldn't you just send a, a buzz droid or some, or some shit to go say, hey, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm good. Yeah, or just, like, call the comlink at their house and say, hey, I'm good. See you later. Want me to bring dinner be home? home? For, be home for dinner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get takeout tonight. We're not going to... Yeah. There's a, there's, we got some stuff going on. Roasted <laughs> chicken. What, what was the deal with R2-D2 pretty much knowing, but never actually, like, saying? Because I know they erased C-3PO's memory, but, like, they didn't erase R2's memory. He knew he became a Sith. <laughs> like, how did you not tell Luke Skywalker all these years? First thing yeah, kind of, kind of a dick move on R2's part. Well, he showed he proved he was a dick throughout those movies. That's why I fucking love him. <laughs> you know, maybe if Anakin was so because they mention it so many times, like you're stressed out. Anakin's stressed out. Anakin's maybe he just had to go do some more sex with Padme. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe some more sex would have saved the whole the whole galaxy. Who knows? It goes back to our uh, Jedi spank bank uh, or sperm bank um, theory. Trevor, Trevor uh, yeah. wasn't on for that. You missed that, that earlier. Yeah, we, uh, we, we said the Jedi definitely should have been should have been procreating. Like if they got laid more, they could have saved every they could have saved everything. Like maybe they build a addition to the Jedi Temple that's like a, a sperm bank. Yeah, <laughs> they'd, uh, yeah. So instead of a clone army, they could have had a Jedi army and just plan, <laughs> plan a chip chip this chip this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been unstoppable. That's just an absolute just force right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of the force. Literally. Speaking of the force. Hey. <laughs> this is another thing. This is another thing. I'm sorry, Lucas, to cut you off. This is another thing I, I wonder about. So, like, why aren't Jedi taught, taught like, at least, like, a basics about, like, the ways of the dark side? <laughs> Like yeah, I always just know the dark side leads to many bad paths. Like that's yeah, all. well, they were a dogma pretty much by the prequels at the height of their power. You know, they were so focused on the light side. And I, I remember seeing one video about why Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one for balance. It's like, well, there was too many Jedi, and that's why one of their most powerful turned for two Sith, because that's their whole rule, the rule of two, and they wiped down the Jedi. The only Jedi left alive were Yoda and Obi Wan, prior to which that. is a load of shit when you get the Clone Wars. Yeah, and then Fallen Order and whatever is canon in between. But like that supposedly that was supposed to bring balance in some way. There was too many Jedi, so it was bound to happen at some point or some shit. I can't remember the video exactly, but it was some theory I saw regarding that. But like the Jedi, the Jedi did it to themselves, man. Yeah. Hey, this is what the fucking cops supposed to be? The Jedi, the keepers of the peace, not soldiers. <laughs> the right. Jedi became uh, soldiers in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, they're all, uh, the rule of two, rule of two, this, that, like, you have Maul, uh, Sidious, Ventures. yeah, you have Maul, Sidious, um, <clears throat> Count Dooku, uh, the freaking the, Oh Saj. god, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, like you just have you have like five or six six running around, and anyone got you know one time. Like, 
Well, they, they try to like, like make little nitpicks about, oh, technically they're not Sith and Dooku's technically that's not his apprentice or something. And yeah, it, the Sith are fucked up in that way. The master, the apprentice always wants to kill the master. And we've seen that multiple times throughout these movies. Right. Yeah. You know? So my next observation is uh, Viceroy and his, uh, his fellow, um, Associates, Jesus Christ, George. Oh, and that was so bad. Oh my God! Oh, I'm not gonna do the impression. There's no fucking way I'm doing it. Oh, so oh. bad. Viceroy Gunray. Gunray, yeah. I, I kept saying Gungan. I'm like, no, it's not it. I'm like, Gun something. Oh God damn! That was like, what made him think like, yeah? Why don't you talk like that? That'd be better. That'd be much better for the uh, post op. Better, faster. Better, faster. <laughs> Apparently George Lucas's inspiration for the yeah better was, faster better faster um, to be like 1930s serial so yeah he he definitely kept everything that was from the 30s to the 30s like your city original King Kong they had like some eight Chinese guys a chef like perfect stereotype basically right it was hell. Yeah. but not <laughs> so for he, 2005 I mean come on right you know, be, be better but like and and I I uh, you and McGregor if you're hearing this please come on the pod because. I want to ask him what he thought when he had to do the line. There's video of him killing younglings. I want to know. You see him covering his mouth. He couldn't help but laugh. Like, <laughs> he, just, he couldn't smile. It took like 20 takes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you <laughs> kept laughing when we were doing this youngling saying it's a very important scene and he just kept <laughs> fucking it up. Um, yeah, Lucas impression, Lucas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love George Lucas. I really do. Like, mm-hmm. but man, you know, it's just like a, a just it's a swing and a miss with this whole trilogy. And if, if these movies were done better, Fox is probably still on its own. It's my <laughs> wild theory. And I think, I think we would have gotten seven, eight, nine a lot faster. Seven, I, eight, nine would have happened probably three, four years later. Yeah. With the technology for sure. Um, yeah, Lucas's biggest issue, George Lucas's biggest issue was he didn't have his people from the original trilogy to like stop him or what we've been saying for the whole for like the last time. Yeah. It's like just, if he just got Lawrence Kasdan to help him, who know who knows? Who knows? Because structurally the prequels is pretty good when you write yeah. it on paper. It's awesome. Honestly, like if you made that, if you had the best writers in Hollywood with Lucas being the head writer and consultant. Mm-hmm. They'd be fucking just as amazing as the trilogy. And we talk about Anakin's downfall as like one of the most tragic things in movie history. But we laugh at it. For the most part, yeah. Um, and then and then when Obi-Wan is like pissed or and he's he's decided what he has to do, Padme go you know, he goes and visits Padme and he uh she says, Are you gonna kill him? He kinda looks at her like, um, no, <laughs> totally definitely not gonna kill him then like why are your fingers crossed i'm definitely not gonna kill him and man the next i think is the next line he says when he looks at her and he's like anakin's the father isn't he i'm so sorry what a <laughs> fucking body bag burn like, uh, holy dude. shit oh, and, then, <laughs> and then when padme um you know, gets on Mustafar and, you know, she's, she sees Anakin and she starts talking to him. 
when she starts crying, like, I cannot go down this path with you. You know, you're not who I marry. You're not who I think you are. That's the moment where I think she real, she just was ready to die. That's the moment right there. And it, it wasn't when he was choking her. I think it was before that. She just was heartbroken that he kind of went against his beliefs that he grew up with and what she grew up with. And she was just ready to go. Even though she had two, even though she had kids in her, you know, she had two babies ready to be born. I, I think she was just ready to give up after that because the love of her life, the person that she gave up a lot of shit for, just completely flipped a 180 on her in like the it's worst still, time. Yeah, huh? it's still it's still so stupid yeah. that she died. Just like the, that, she dies the way she dies. Like right. the the, the the doctor robot, like all the advanced tech they have, they have a freaking robot doctor and shit. And it's like, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with her. Her Medically, heart is just broken. For reasons we can't explain, she is dying. Yeah. Like what? I'm supposed to take it at face value. I, I, come on, Luke, George Lucas. I, I remember one of these robot chicken Star Wars sketches where they had one of those, like those ball doctors and like Seth MacFarlane was voicing him. He just like drops in and that seems like, she's lost the will to live. For God's sakes, man, you're all fat professional robot galaxy doctors. Don't do this magic shit on me. <laughs> and I have to say a badass shot is when she's talking about Anakin and he's getting all pissy. You know, he's getting a little, little bullheaded and he sees obi-wan on the ship and obi-wan's just got his you know hands on his hips like i'm gonna fuck you up man <laughs> that was a great shot like this this anakin's like okay i can do it oh shit hey obi-wan what's up man <laughs> how you doing like he kind of looked for a second like fuck here's obi-wan yep the fight... then... go ahead I. Uh, and then, like you know, they're they're at the end. They're on Mustafar, and Obi Wan could have ended it right there. Right. I like. He could have killed him. He knows he's a Sith. Yeah, he knows he's a Sith. He beat him within an inch of his life. Like he only wanted to lie because he couldn't do that to his best friend. Yeah. But did Anakin really think he was gonna win? Did he really think he was gonna beat Obi Wan? <laughs> Well, I've seen the theory that Obi-Wan looked like on the defense pretty much. Anakin was just going all fucking out. Right. He was constantly on the attack. Well, yeah, but that's the problem. He wasn't in control. He wasn't using, like, what he what he learned. He was fighting fully on passion and mm-hmm. not, like, Smart. not using any of his technical skills. Like I said that, Mitch, because he said in the opera room to Palpatine, the Sith rely on their passion and strength. Right. Boom. <laughs> And like back. it's just so badass when he's like, Anakin, don't fucking do it, man. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> it's not going to work for you, pal. And then, boom. Like but hey, you underestimate my power. <laughs> when they're on the floating lava um, platforms and he's like, I'm sorry, my master. <laughs> it's the end for you, my master. Worked over. And, hey, you know, good thing they're on a fire planet because that fire, when he catches on fire, the, the fire cauterized his open wounds. You know, so that's yeah. the one benefit is if he were on, like, any other planet, he just bleeds to death and is gone. 
Oh shit. Well, don't well, lightsabers. No... Lightsabers automatically cauterize your wounds. That's why I mean. Um, yeah. Isn't that that's the logic Luke, behind why? Yeah, that's why Luke didn't bleed out when he lost his arm, and my like, bad. Anakin didn't bleed out when he lost his arm. Well, yeah. But I just, I just, never mind. That joke definitely did not. Hey you! I hate you! I hate you! And then, uh, I think the babies were completely CGI. That was impressive visual then. You could kind of tell when he grabs Luke, when he holds Luke for the first time, and she said, you know, he said, it's a boy, and she says, Luke, like, there's a little bit of that, like, kind of slippery effect where it totally looks like it was just, like, a green thing that they was placed in his arms. Just a rant, just ever since we talked about American Sniper, the fake baby, that kind of threw me off. And I have to say, like, even though we were kind of ripping this movie apart, it's just so fucking tragic that this happened like this dude has everything thing. going right for him he's got a wife he's gonna have kids he he could have proven himself to jay council if he did all right but he just has these visions and it completely ruins his life and he I thinks his kids are dead he he knows his wife's dead etc i love i love the vision like the visions of of padme dying because right. They're haunting. He had he had visions of his mom dying. Right, came true. So I love. So why didn't they just tell? But but if he could have, if he would have just told someone, like like I know you know he he needed to hide Padme from Obi Wan and the Council and everything. But like if he just told Obi Wan what he was seeing, like he probably could have helped. Yeah. Just go tell him, like, look, man, I've fucked up. I, you know, married, I have kids. No, I'm not supposed to do it, but hey, I love her. Well, love given her. what happened in Clone Wars, I don't know if you've been up that far, Lucas, but no, Obi Wan had. Go a, ahead and spoil it. It's okay. I'll, I'll still watch it. Obi Wan had a relationship with, like, the Queen of Mandalore, uh, the Mandalorians, oh. uh, before he became a Jedi. So, and they were kind of flirting on and off when she came back into the picture during the Clone Wars. So he only one of all people would understand. Right. But then it would have been like this weird dialogue that George Lucas would write about how he used to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good. I'm talking like Alec Guinness because I can't really do a great Ewan McGregor impression. The sex was good, but the force is better. Thinking about it, I probably should have stuck with the sex. Uh, and and the worst, oh my god, the most memeable part of the movie. No! Why? Like, just make that the uh, a harrowing, dark, deep scream, and that scene completely changes. Oh my god. James you Earl make, Jones? You make it this horrifying scream of like, I wake up, I'm in a suit, I can't breathe on my own. I I have you know no arms or legs. My wife's dead. My kids yeah, are dead. And, yeah, I can. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and how? <laughs> I get. I guess they were hidden and not close enough. But like he's the second most powerful force sensitive. No. Anywhere he couldn't feel his fucking kids. He didn't until Luke, right? 
Right, yeah, like he could feel Padme right. dying, but he couldn't feel that his kids were alive. And I don't know, I don't understand how he couldn't feel um, Leia when he like takes her prisoner. Right. Like that, that kind of throws me off. But then of course they had Leia kiss Luke, so you know. Yeah, incest, no big deal. <laughs> and yeah, that that's that's it for my observations. I I can't believe they got James Earl Jones to scream no like that. Like, could you imagine if you use the scream like uh, when Mufasa died in The Lion King and just amplify that invader's robotic voice mm. like that scream when he realizes his wife and Oh shit. Yeah, so this is the point where my internet decided to crap out. Um, we were almost finished up anyway, so I'll just end the pod here. Um, stay tuned on Tuesday. We have a interview with Darian Harris. He's a great guy. He um, he talked to us a lot about the role he has within MSU football as director of player engagement, um, his career at MSU, and his kind of his kind of period after leaving the NFL and CFL and trying to transition back into and transitioning into a coaching career. So um, it's a real fun interview. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. And um, I'll just, I'll leave you out on, I'll leave you out right here. Um, Black Lives Matter. Those are dirty cold to go, been cold since cold flow Got a wire to enlarge and I'll set a fire down below I hang it up when you say sorry, didn't know Probably got a year, ten to go, so let's go I don't really know how to go slow Just got done walking in the snow God damn, that motherfucker's cold Hey, you in the wrong mode, you open and close You know holes, no go This whole world's a shit mode Built to the brim like Gitmo When you think it don't get mode low With limbo to the sticks on flow All oppression's born of lies I don't make the rules, I'm just one guy All due respect, I'm getting spit on how respect is now defined Hungry for truth, but you got screwed And drank the Kool-Aid, there's a line It ends directly at the edge of a mass grave That's their design Funny fact about a cage They're never built for just one group So when that cage is done with them And you still pour it, come for you Newest lowest on the totem, what golly G you have been used You have to build a death machine that down the line will kill you too Pseudo-Christians yelling different, kids in prisons ain't a sin shit Even one scrap of what Jesus taught connected, you feel different What a disingenuous way to piss away existence, I don't get it I say you lost your goddamn minds if y'all possess one to be with Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold, 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 Yeah, ho, gangsta boo, run the jewels. We back on our shit, and it's cold as fuck. The way I see it, you probably free us from the ages one to four. Around the age of five.
five, you shift away for your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed your fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically. Fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother and you know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Who really wanna run it with the Jew runners? Go hellfire high in a new summer. It's cold with a baby in a pool summer. I suicide bomber in the blue hummer. Emerge at the side out of booze on them. Bad news coming to Tucson, Tucson. Three beats like a wet dot Jew on them. Got a short rope crew on them. Move on them. We be the heroes, the breakers, the chains, and the muscles of locks. You be the suckers supporting the bitches that talk to the cops. This the Omatica turning and facing a fuck up on rock. I'm not so sure opportunities knocking this party the law. Word to the old school tape decks. I get ready, your Raheem beats me. My Nike pin is sacred, similar to the Ghostface bracelet. Frying in a hole, oh no joke. Probably go broke just off smoke. Fuck what we gonna do, non smoke. Get a job, play the role, be a dope. Nah, I'ma do me, I got though. Got though, got though, got Black and the other one white. Uh, so if you don't like them, you automatically rape. Ah, uh, well. Uh.